The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where no, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there is your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house has known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I've spoken the last few times I've been in the pulpit about the way that we seem to kind of have these paradoxes that exist within our own selves, the way that we can feel about kind of these values that are in conflict. And I found, I keep finding these paradoxes, so you'll have to indulge me with one more this year. I, I love the excitement. I love the excitement of a new year. I mean, I th this is the most beautiful thing that, that as a church community we could ever ask for. People that are eager to be here, a community that is gathered with hope and excitement about all the different ways uh, of beginning new. And, I, and it's a great time, um, that start of a new year. It's a chance to, to make new friends, to kind of leave uh, behind the things that, that we feel like we haven't done our best with or where we've messed up. And it's a chance for a new beginning, and it's exciting. And when you leave these doors today, you're going to walk out into a hall. You're going to probably be a little bit overwhelmed. It's okay. Um, and you're going to have a chance to find something new to plug into, and it's exciting. It's also the start of college football. Probably more important to most of y'all. That time when everybody starts new, when Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Mississippi State are all undefeated. It's a very rare moment in our lives. And so I just, I love, I love the start of a new year. Um, we've got new water bottles and new backpacks and all that good stuff in our house. 
And then I experienced something else that kind of unsettled me this week. We had um, somebody who, who came to the church who clearly a lot of things weighing heavy on this person, a whole, um, and, and, and just wanting to kind of come into a community, I think, and, and, and share that, and not sure of everything, but that person came in and um, clearly hurting in a lot of ways, and yet realizing that probably the best thing for the community to do was to at least reach out to the police and, and share, share some concerns. And so that was the advice that, that we took, and that's what we did, and so we called the police. And thinking that, you know, in, in an honest way, that yes, we have the, the well-being, hopefully, of this person in mind, and also the, the well-being of the community in mind. And what I can't, what I can't escape in my own kind of conscious is just how anxious maybe I am or I'm aware that we are in this time. And so while we are facing this new opportunity of excitement and growth, at the same time, we're living in a time when you can't walk into Walmart without feeling a little bit scared or anxious. When you go to the movie theaters, you're probably looking for where your exits are. And that's just the reality of the world that we live in, and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel okay. And what I was aware of is how my own anxiety, while I think, I'm actually very confident that we made the right decision to at least reach out to experts who understand kind of how to de-escalate situations and all of that good stuff, how much we still try to hold on to security and we allow our anxiety to shape our interaction with other people. And part of it may be the reality of the world we live in, but I also wonder what it looks like to surrender some of that and to reflect on it and to imagine Imagine what healing would look like and what transformation would look like in the midst of those. And so, in kind of reflecting on that experience, what I noticed in our readings, especially in the Old Testament and in the Gospel, were words of comfort. God is reaching out to Abram, whose world has been upset. The only way that he knows about kind of continuing on, the way that that, that framework that Abram's coming from is that he is going to have lots of children and, and, and having people that I love dearly who, who want nothing more than that know how painful that is. And, and he wants to know that he is going to be secure. And so we hear God making these promises that his life is going to be more than just the life that he knows now. And then in Jesus' words to the community in Luke, he is saying, do not be afraid. They're anxious. I mean, can you imagine? They're, they're getting wrapped up in this new community and they're anxious and they're concerned about what that life is gonna look like. And he is saying, Surrender what you have. Surrender those concerns. Give alms. 
And in community, within community, when you let go of all of those concerns, the kingdom of God will be made manifest. It is the greatest of paradoxes of letting go of the things that we think we need to have to really find true life. I gathered, we gathered yesterday here and um, meeting with a family earlier this week as we were preparing for a funeral and they shared with me one of their famous prayers that I hadn't really reflected on much in the last few years. It's the prayer from St. Francis that's attributed to St. Francis, uh, I think on page 847 of the Book of Common Prayer. Um, Don't quote me on that, but if you wanna look it up, that's a good place to start. You think I'd be a little bit more prepared for my sermon. (laughs) I could have looked it up. Um, But what struck me as we were looking on that prayer is how much there is this kind of balance of when you wanna seek life, you give it up. And so I'm gonna read that prayer to you and then I'm gonna reflect a little bit. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. It is in giving that we receive, It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we are born to eternal life. We are beginning something new this year. In a moment, anyone who is beginning a new transition, students, teachers, educators of any kind are gonna be invited to, to stand up and come forward. Um, either have their backpacks blessed or really, it's, it's really a chance just to offer a prayer of protection and love. And I'd like to think that as we begin new, that there's an opportunity to let go of all those things that are holding back, the worries, the anxiety, the fear, and to embrace the way that we give ourselves the way that we reach out to others, the way that we serve, the way that we love, the way that we offer to hospitality is really a gift for ourselves to find the life that Christ offers us. May we find that gift in the community that is gathered here. May we find that gift in the world that is hungry for God's love and in giving it, we find it. Amen.
Please stand and let's proclaim our faith together using the words of the Nicene Creed on page five of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for this gathering, and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed especially Martha Crowder and Jason Jones. Pray for those who have died. I ask your prayers for the Bowles family, the Ruiz family, the Jones family, Martha Joe, Ann, David, Holden, Catherine, Darlene, Mike, Vicki, and Kay Lommer and family. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. 
Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. For yours is the kingdom, O Lord. Yours is the power and the glory now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you 